We pray God's healing, that he will completely restore your heart as you continue to honor him and yield your life and your life's work to the betterment of God and God's people. We speak life into you, into everything that he has created you to do and to be you already are. It is already implanted in you. You don't have to fear becoming anything. Who you are is already enough. Hey friend, I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. This week is a dear friend and a sweet sister, Miss Heather Harrison. Heather is the host of the Selfish Single podcast a faith-based podcast about everyday life, biblical principles. Heather shares her life experiences of walking out scripture. She's also the CEO of You Aim to Start Strategic Planning and Consulting Program for Entrepreneurs and Small Businesses. However, over the last several months, her business and professional life has taken a pause as she's been grieving the loss of her father. So we're going to slow walk this conversation and go wherever the Lord leads. Yes? Yes. All right. So Heather, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I I couldn't say no, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Aw, thank you so much, sis. So traditionally, each guest gives their definition of joy. However, I would love if you could think back to when you were a child. What adult showed you what it could mean to find joy in life? Wow, very interesting question. Um, So as a child, I think my whole life was like centered around joy. My family, they loved being a part of all kinds of things. They wanted us to experience different things. So I can't attribute it to just one person. I would have to say if I were going to uh, break it down into one person or a couple of people, it would be my mom's uh, favorite cousins. And that would be my cousin Zizi and my cousin Shell. And those three, (laughs) those three were the terrible three. They would Uh, get into all kinds of things, whether they be Christian, whether they be, you know, family, whatever it is, they would get into all kinds of things. And they allowed me to see what it looked like to experience um, joy and life and not necessarily in a restriction or in a bubble, like how most people are taught, this is the way you walk, but in able to able to see um, a person really living their life. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was um, an allowance or a permission for me to do as they did, right? Live my life, that unapologetic, unashamed joy that I saw them live. And um, I'm grateful for their example, mm-hmm. for sure. And so that shaped how you would define joy later absolutely. on? Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And so when you have experienced moments and seasons, waves mm-hmm. of when 
that definition of joy wasn't easily attainable. What grounded you? Hmm. Um, my mother has always been a good grounder. She is a tell it like it is, keep it real type of person. She does not hold back. She doesn't hold any punches. So um, if, if I need to be um, told yes, no, right, wrong, she's going to tell me and she's going to give it to me, not necessarily in that motherly love that everybody assumes. She's going to give it to me like I'm not, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to sugarcoat around it. And I believe that allowed me to stay grounded in the fact when the joy got a little carried away, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I started to use joy in it as an escape or as a, an excuse and not use it in the parameters and the confines of the definition. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Heather, you created a podcast based on things or many things mm-hmm. um, that you were passionate about raising awareness so tell us why singleness was vital to you. So a lot of people look at singleness as this this ailment, this disease, this this debilitating, like you shouldn't be single, you shouldn't be individual. There's always some part of you that needs to um, go with the flow or be a part of something. And um the way I looked at singleness was completely different. Um, the way God showed me to look at singleness was to look at it as being set apart. And of course, being set apart um, was also included in the Bible and in biblical times where they he was calling the, the people of Israel or the children of Israel to be set apart, but not in that um, community way. He was saying, set yourself apart from that ideology of being single, that that singleism is um a definition of you it's not i'm setting you apart so you can have be free thinking i'm setting you apart so you can be god fearing so you can mm. experience it for yourself and not have this this um mindset of the masses so to speak wow mm-hmm. wow and so what are some common misinterpretations or myths that people have about singles in ministry Hmm. <laughs> a lot of common myths. There are uh, one of the most that I get is that we're always searching for our husband in the pulpit or in the pews. And that could be furthest from the truth. <laughs> one of the things that I um, kind of want people to see on my podcast and on my social media and in my everyday life is how content I am. I always say that joy is the product of peace and contentment. So I want people to see that there is contentment. There is peace here there. I don't have to go looking for something, whatever God has for me will always be for me. So I don't have to worry about looking for something. And I think that myth, um, should be stamped out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It should be stamped out. So one of the things I wish people also knew and accepted was that being single doesn't mean we don't live full lives. Absolutely. So many of us, dare I say everyone single within my circle, are booked and busy. We're not at home just like, oh, is today the day I'm going to be chosen by (laughs) this magical man? Like, no. Mm -mm. Most people... I would hope all people are living full and fulfilled lives while they're single. Absolutely. Because your purpose doesn't begin when you become married. 
all of us were recreated with purpose on purpose by God. Mm -hmm. And that is not defined by your marital status. I want to talk about prior to pausing your podcast to care for yourself and your family, you had just concluded a series on social wellness. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk about the term? So many of us have heard the term wellness, Mm -hmm. but not social wellness. Mm -hmm. What is it? I've always heard of wellness or, you know, um, mental wellness, health wellness, but social wellness never really I never knew. And there's a whole month dedicated to it. Okay. didn't even know. Um, and so as I was uh, looking into it, it was basically um, the the ability and the foundation and the, the um, growth of your circle, your social circle, your social circle in church, your social circle with friends, with family, all of those uh, components make up your social wellness. And you want to make sure that not only are you taking care of yourself, but taking care of those relationships and maintaining those relationships. And um, it, it became a big part of who I am today and how I uh, maintain my joy and maintain my my singleness. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. Because we're all interconnected Mm -hmm. and we all need one another Mm -hmm. to advance. Mm -hmm. So as you have been in this grieving season, Mm -hmm. how important has this social wellness been to helping you move through the various waves of grief? I didn't even know that that series was needed for me in that um, in that period of my life, I had never experienced true grief or mm-hmm. what I what everybody assumes to be grief. So most people experience some portion of grief. Um, I know that I have grieved my some some hopes and dreams that I had previously. Mm-hmm. I know that I've grieved um, some ambitions that I had. I know that I've grieved some whatever opportunities, whatever that may be. But I've never grieved a loved one, and so I never knew what that felt like. Uh, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so f- for me to have gone to or or talked about those different aspects of social wellness and then to experience grief and then to see those social a- those aspects kick in and become imperative in that point in time in my life was nothing short of God. It was nothing short of who mm-hmm. he is and how he is so perfectly orchestrating everything in our lives. Um, he allowed me to see that my church family was there. He allowed me to see um, that my social, my friends were there. He allowed me, my family to grow closer. Um, and so being able to to see these things happen and being able to recognize that that without noticing or without defining those terms or those components of my social wellness, I wouldn't be able to pull from them and being able to use them to help me to walk that process of grief out. So that was nothing short of God. (laughs) Mm, That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. One of the pieces that's so important um, in social wellness and in grief is recognizing when you do need help Mm -hmm. and being able to have the strength in asking how have you found that process well um i can be honest and say that i am not an asker i am not that is not who i am an introvert by heart i grieve i do my thing on on my own right Mm -hmm. um and so 
The asking part was difficult. But again, that support system that he placed around me, that those people that he put in my life were able to to just come and sit. Um, at, throughout this whole grieving process, I've been studying Job. And in Job, you know, he he had to deal with grieving his family because he lost his, you know, children. He had to grieve his work because he lost all of his livestock and, and cattle. And then he had to grieve his health because he lost that and he had to go be out be an outcast. Um, and so in that process, um, he was toiling with all of these things, but his friends came and sat beside him and they had this discourse. And I people don't understand or as you look at the text you don't see that of course they're you know you you did this and you should have done this but I think that Job was even thankful that his friends even thought to come and sit beside him um, even in his time of everything that he was going through and even though they were saying some things that were mm -hmm. you know a little you know <laughs> com mm -hmm. conflicting um, I think that 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 time allowed him to be like I'm not an outcast. I'm not a martyr. I still have the people that I need to have around me. They and these people are influential people. These people are people of other tribes, and they they still want to um, surround themselves with me. And I think that that allowed me to um, walk through that walk through that time without having to ask. Um, but I have become more apt to um, just kind of put myself in the in the welcoming area. So I, I welcome you to come sit with me. I'm not going to push you away. I'm not going to allow bitterness or my introvertedness, right, to push them away. I'm going to allow you to come sit with me in this time or in these waves, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, I have experienced the same thing of accepting the phone calls, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. accepting the flowers, accepting the, the calls, the text messages, um, and then being truly transparent when someone asks me, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not hiding. Oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> nope, today hurts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Today hurts. I struggle. Just getting out the bed today, struggle. Mm -hmm. um, being brutally transparent with myself mm -hmm. because think it's easy to put on a mask mm -hmm. for other people but it starts with being honest with myself and giving myself the freedom of saying I'm not okay mm -hmm. um, going to therapy has been a a huge resource for me um, I started grief therapy through the church um, which was has been a game changer because you know Shout every out week, to Wheeler Avenue. Absolutely. Um <laughs> to Reverend Janella Powell's mm -hmm. who leads the sessions every our my sessions on Mondays. And to know that that's a stable resource. Mm -hmm. Even when I don't want to go on Mondays, I'm like, well, I gotta go mm -hmm. because that has just given me a schedule. Mm -hmm. I wanna ask through your podcast, you share your life experiences and you share your biblical perspective. Has grief shifted your perspective on podcasting and sharing your life experiences publicly? Or have you thought about it yet? So I really did, honestly, um, because that's something that I had not experienced ever. So um, 
it, it I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, I can't, I can't go on. So dramatic, right? I can't go on. Um, and then the Lord was like, but I'm not finished with you. Mm. There is still something on the inside of you that, that others need to see. And they need to see you work out this process. And to be able to work out this, pro- they need to know that something is on the other side of all of this grief. You didn't go through the grief for any, for nothing. Um, and even in the studying of Job in, in, in chapter 42, he comes out, he comes out with more than he, ca- he had, he lost. Um, and so in that process and not to go through this process or not to have my, my mentality be about something that I'm going to get on the other side, but to, to see that he comes out. Um, he doesn't forget about his children. He doesn't forget about his experiences, but he comes out of the, the, the burden and the hardship that is grief. He comes out to live for them, live through that process and to, to be an example to those on the other side that yes, everything was stripped away. Your whole world comes crumbling down when grief happens, right? You feel like you can't go on. And so when, when I wanted to give it all away, when God was like, no, ma'am, you got to come out on the other side. And so I'm so grateful that I do get to do that. So your plan is to resume? It is. It is. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I I haven't made anything official yet, but um, I do have some things in the work and I'm so happy. The website is shut down for right now. Everything is, I, I took everything offline because I was adamant about no Lord. <laughs> He's been doing some amazing things, mm-hmm. been sending some amazing resources. And because of that, um, I can't wait to see what's on the other side of this. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. One of the first people I reached out to when God gave me this assignment, which is what I've been calling the podcast is an assignment. I reached out to Heather because she started, she was one of the first people I knew personally that had a podcast. And I was like, Heather, what do I do with this? Like God gave me this assignment, but I don't have an idea of how to even start. And I thank God for you because you have been so generous with your time, with your talent, with your wisdom. Um, when, a, when we talked about her being a guest, she gave me a literally to-do list of this is what you need. This is how you prepare. Have you thought about this? And I was like, no, I didn't. Wait, slow down. I need to go back. What was the first thing you said? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't have any of of those things. Start over. So I just want to thank you so much for not sitting on or hoarding your gifts, but you gave them willingly to empower someone else. So thank you so much, even in your own grief, how you reached out to me, you know, shortly after your father passed to counsel me, um, when my grandmother passed, I want to thank you so much for being, um, always being ever present and every ready to pray. Heather and I met, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> it's been, it's been. Almost 10 time. years mm-hmm. ago. It's been a, wow. It has been. That's wow. wow. Yeah. We met almost 10 years ago, mm-hmm. serving in ministry and. Wow, time flies. Time flies. 
So as we think about how fast time goes Mm -hmm. and you're starting to envision where time can go, Mm -hmm. would you dare share as you pray and plan for the next phase of your joy journey? Would you dare share where you hope for yourself, your plan for the next five years? God is amazing. Yes, he he is. um, Every time I show him my plan, I'm like, okay, we can take it in this direction. He's like, just just sit back, just sit back. And I I got this. And so um, I've always had a vision or he's, he's given me the vision for what he wants me to do with the Selfish Single and Unashamed International Ministries and all of that. Um, But I've been making sure that I seek him not only for the vision of the things that he wants me to do publicly, but for the things that he wants me to do privately. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a big component of um, self-awareness and self-love and finding that in the scripture and making sure that I apply that in all in every everything that I do. Um, And so I want to make sure that I am um, living and feeling those those things that he uh, puts me through, right? So this this year has been all about um, feeling that grief and experiencing that and not taking it for granted, not taking it lightly and not taking the 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 little nuggets that he's given me that those social wellness things, those that family, that um, social circle, that the the church, not taking those things lightly and allowing those things to propel me in the future and reminding me to keep those things to the forefront as I move forward. Um, I'm, I'm going to share a little transparency. I've That's always good. been um, a, a terrified that when I get to this certain place that I'm going to switch up, right? I'm always terrified. And I'm like, no, Lord, I don't ever want to switch up. I don't ever want to be too big or too high and mighty. And I think that that has been um, a self-sabotage that I've allowed myself to, oh, I want to stay in this humble place. I want to, you know, never forget my humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. But he's telling me um, in this season that he's pushing me forward. And um, I can't wait for the things that he has for me um, I'm excited. I didn't I didn't realize how big that God sees me in my little bubble, right? Mm. And so um he burst my bubble. I'm I thought I was in my little bubble and he burst that. And so he's propelling me into um some things that I <laughs> could never imagine. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful and I can't wait for you guys to see. Um and I'm excited about it. Oh wow. I am still sitting with how big God sees me. Mm-hmm. It's it's humbling, but then it's like you, because he sees you so big, you can't afford to shrink back. You have to stand in what he's calling you to be. You have to stand in the bigness that he's calling you to be because God doesn't do anything small, right? When he moves the wind and the waves, he don't do that small. And so you have to stand in the fact that the wind gonna blow you down if you're not ready for that, right? So um, I, he's He's calling us to be bigger. He's calling us to, to, to be as he sees us. And in due season. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't make yourself big. Allow him to see you big. That's good. That's good, Heather. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I have goosebumps. That's good. Yes, goosebumps, people. 
Oh, man. Oh. Oh, that's good. Y'all, we can't end it no other way. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. That is, Heather, let the people know where they can find you. So um, I'm currently on sabbatical from all of my socials, but still follow me on The Selfish Single um, and on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, I believe I'm on TikTok as Heather Harrison. And I will be there. I will see you guys there. Wow. Um, guys, I am a bit speechless. This last little portion. I am amazed. God is amazing. And is willing and able to do amazing things with our lives. When we yield ourselves to his calling. Oh, I can't wait to see what he has in store for you. Cannot wait to see. We pray God's healing. That he will completely restore your heart as you continue to honor him and yield your life and your life's work to the betterment of God and God's people. We speak life into you, into everything that he has created you to do and to be you already are. It is already implanted in you. You don't have to fear becoming anything. Who you are is already enough. I receive. Love you. So, we are here every single Thursday. I promise y'all, I won't cry on every single interview. <laughs> promise? Well, I can't promise that. But until we gather again every Thursday, may the Lord increase your joy. May he grant you strength for the journey. And give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends.